Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love Love at at First first listen. Listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Will You Accept This Rose, a production of iHeartRadio. Oh, yeah. Gonna get all up in you tonight. Wow. I've never been so horny on a Tuesday. (laughs) It's midday. I just spent three hours at the mechanic. I got my tires rotated. I got the donut off my front. Things are really working out for me. Things are so good. I'm crazy busy. Taking my temperature. Looking at my oxygen levels. Washing my hands. from my garage in Los Angeles, California, that is quite honestly not starting to smell that good. I could not be more delighted that it is not Monday night and that it is not a 17-hour weird recap marathon with Chris Harrison and his Ramada-in-like study with his disinterested son. But I am happy the upshot, if that is the price that I have to pay to spend the afternoon with these wonderful misfits, then so be it. Sign me up. Uh, With us today is a man who begrudgingly put on uh, his Rookie of the Year t-shirt that I paid $117,000 for (laughs) during this pandemic that is made out of cactus, as he insists, and it has his name on the back. You might know him from uh, iCarly. You might know him from Drake and Josh. You definitely do not know him from the show that we were on called Still the King, but you probably have known him and loved him on this podcast as our rookie of the year ladies and gentlemen jerry trainer yeah yes this uh, shirt that you bought me that says rookie of the year on the front and my name jerry on the back (laughs) is made from pure hyena fur and porcupine quills yeah yeah worth Every penny of that $117,000. And you said it's like a size. I ordered you a large, and Anna and I really discussed like what size to get for you. And you said this is like maternity large. <laughs> this is this is large 
for three humans. If you wore that to a bar, how uh-huh. many months would it take you to get laid? Infinity months. <laughs> well, that is... By the way, I'm really going to earn these Rookie of the Year stripes tonight because, yeah. as you may or may not remember, I've never seen The Bachelorette. You, and this, to me, was the best season of The Bachelorette ever. It's very interesting. Very interesting. Okay, this was a great season of The Bachelorette. And with us, we have a new rookie. There is a rookie to be guided by the rookie of the year. If he's not careful, he might have a rookie rookie of the year cactus shirt coming his way with his name on the back. He spends <laughs> his days normally, not in the pandemic, side by side with one Tana Hosnier. He is a daily podcaster on the Daily Zeitgeist, also on iHeartRadio. He also has a sort of a similar sister podcast to us called the 420 Day Fiance. If you like pot and you like the 90 Day Fiance, you are going to enjoy this podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the franchise, both of The Bachelor, The Bachelorette, Bachelor in Paradise, but welcome to the Will You Accept This Rose family, Miles Gray. Thanks so much. Wow. I feel like I'm home. What I'm a home. journey. <laughs> what a journey. I've come home. I mean, yeah. now it's, it's an honor. Thank you so much for having me. Well, here. I have to say the only upshot of these torturous long sort of one-off episodes is that we get to lure people in who don't necessarily watch the franchise and just basically bribe them, will you come play with us? You only need to watch one horrible long night. So Yeah. Um Anna, Katie, they're also here. Anna, Hi. here you are with Miles. You guys are co-hosts. Do you I feel, know. Did you dress up for him today? I did not. I'm wearing the same outfit from when we were recording together earlier. Yeah. I just took off the hoodie I was wearing when we were talking about a couple hours ago. So I didn't do much either. It Although was- I, I am seeing a new dimension of Anna's home through her Zoom call. See, when I see her, she's producer and right. not on mic all the time. So I see the kitchen, and now I'm in her closet. The studio, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Whatever this is, I call it this. It's my closet because um, all my things that should be in my closet are out. Yeah. Now, my there, yes, Jerry. I was going to say there's a fifty-fifty chance that's either actually a keyboard or it's a keyboard necktie. I can't tell. No, it's it's a it's a very expensive keyboard that shouldn't be up against the wall. What on is the that? Ground. Uh, MPK. Uh, and a Kai. Yeah, we have we have yeah. multiple sizes. So we have a tiny one on the desk and then the big one hangs off to the side. Oh, I like to right think there. that right. Zach was going to wear a giant wide whale <laughs> keytar tie <laughs> when they get sexy for like Valentine's Day. He puts yeah. on a gigantic, extremely wide tie and you nothing know else. Brand. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> She's doing it. And She's doing it. And he comes out and he's like, are you ready? And he puts like a little bow around his neck and like a giant, a little bow around his neck, a giant guitar tie on. And then just things just like just naturally happen. Now, yeah. um, Miles, will you please, is this, have you ever watched The Bachelor? I, you know, it's like one of those things where I know it's, I know it's cultural relevance. Sure. And the pop culture power that it wields sure. over people's consciousness. Yes. Um. I've seen like things here and there isolated. Yes. Prior to working with Tana, yeah. uh, as I will respect her name on in this uh, <laughs> part of the earth. And for um, those new to the podcast, her name is Anna. But one summer she was dedicated to hiking and tanning. There was like a real like – she had like a whole <laughs> bikini wardrobe. There was like 88 bikinis. And she was so tan that we just started calling her Tana. And now yeah. I got her a nameplate necklace that says Tana. But, the, you know, of course – 
skin damage happened and now I'm now I'm no longer Tana. Oh. <laughs> so she's skin damage. Okay, sorry. Go ahead, Miles. Skin I interrupted damage, you. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, prior to that, obviously working with Tana, it, <laughs> it's like I know so much by osmosis sure. because – Without even anyone asking, yes. she'll be like, I cannot <laughs> right. believe this. That's exactly right. He hopped right. over the fence. That's exactly and right. Ran. That's and I'm right. like, what are you? T-? And, I, and most of the time, I'm like, okay, I'll bite. Yeah. What are you talking about? like, the bat. Okay, the bats are. And I go, okay. Um, and and before that, I used to do the thing where I would get drunk and watch the first episode of a season. Right. Like every couple years. Because I always knew that was the messiest part. But this is my first time like understanding the arc of a season. Okay, front great. To, back. to me, uh, the first night is the worst night because you just have to like su- – like you don't know who everybody is yet. Like it gets interesting like a uh, few weeks in. Jerry. Yeah. Overall – what did you think of your first bachelorette experience? Ooh, I I had uh, I okay. I was watching with some friends, yeah. men and women, great. And I was like, I have a thought about the bachelorette that sh- could be considered controversial. Great. Do I mention this? Okay. And they were like, yeah, because they they agreed. In a sense. We want you to be authentic with us, Jerry. You can okay, but you know, yeah, no. We live in charged up times. We can cut this out. What's your okay. thought? <laughs> Does the bachelorette feel more, I'm going to use the word, I'm not going to use the word natural. I'm going to use the word authentic, an experience, a condensed dating experience for a woman to be pursued by many men than a man to be pursued by many women in the sense that that's sort of how the dynamic is in the world. If there's this diamond in the rough woman, she kind of gets to pick and choose from the men. But that's very rare, I think, with men that they have many women pursuing a, a guy. I mean, I appreciate – that actually makes me feel good that that's what you think because in my world, like in my operating on planet Earth as a female, I think so often the guys sort of have the upper hand and the guys that like if there's an eligible, handsome, cool, nice guy who's handsome, you know, I feel like there's a flock of ladies to me. I don't know. Anna, Katie, what do you think? Yeah, I agree with you, Art. And I always thought it was like the guys, I don't know if it's because I don't, women maybe feel a little bit more empath. You know, I don't know. It does feel like men usually have women flocking to them, but it's maybe because each sex has their own way of seeing it of like, I feel yeah. like no one. Is I mean, you're probably me. right. I, it probably is just our own individual, you know, ob- objective, yeah. subjective Miles, what do you think? think Experience. Well, I think The Bachelor maybe reflects, and I'm going to get heady here, a little bit more of like the nature of patriarchy culturally, that the man is the focal point and that women are tending to this man or pursuing this man. Yeah. And I think that, I think that reflects just sort of the the sort of uh, gender dynamics in this country or the culture. But at the same time, like to what Jerry's saying is that like, you know, uh, women are able to choose the men that they want to be with. If you're a guy choosing like the, I don't know, like it's more in the sense that I feel like there is more, uh, there's, yeah, I don't know. Like 
I've always found myself pursue. I found myself in the position I saw on the screen of me pursuing a, a girl with like eight other dudes. That's so interesting. That's that's the thing is that's I feel so like a guy the the individual males experience is that we find a woman and we're we're after that. Whereas I feel like women's experience in, and I'm talking about their life dating. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like this is a condensed yeah. version of real life. Women kind of can pick and choose and they can date this guy. And then, but this guy's kind of pursuing him over here and they can really hone and find the one that fits in their life where I don't think that it exists for dudes. I love, that's why I love having you guys on the podcast. I love getting that point of view. Like I love hearing, it actually makes me hopeful to hear that because I think as a late bloomer, I certainly always felt in like less than, like, you know what I mean? It took me a long, I I never felt like the one that was getting pursued. Um, Well, Arden, you're a diamond in the rough. Oh my God. Oh, and I would t-shirt? win. Would you wear that T-shirt? <laughs> Absolutely not. Would you wear a keytar, a giant keytar tie? Yes, I it? would. <laughs> oh, wait, because wait. I know what you like. Before we get started, I also want to say there was huge news in the Bachelor franchise this week. Finally, after forty fucking seasons, and what's interesting is there's twenty five seasons of male of bachelors and 15 seasons of bachelorettes which i don't understand how that adds up but i don't get that they started the bachelorette like years later i mean okay so that's insane to me but so after 40 seasons of the whole franchise they finally cast their first black male lead which is appalling that it took 40 seasons I'm so excited that they finally did. And there is a an Instagram account that please con- that has that there's so much more work to be done. There's this Instagram account called Batch Diver- at Batch Diversity. We talked about it last week. But that so that there's actually is more real change within the system that they are asking for 35% of all of the contestants to be Black, indigenous people of color, that they want there to be equitable screen time. They want the people on the crew to be a more like a diverse crew, that people are paid more equitably, that people have mental health resources to help with being. So like just so that it's not just like a one and done, like, okay, okay, you know, here, okay, you get that like with Rachel Lindsay, they they gave us like there was one amazing bachelorette and then they went back to all like these white pageant queens like it would be such a better franchise if it actually looked like the world and so please go to batch diversity they sign their petition tell your friends spread the word so that like that they don't just do lip service like that they actually make changes anna katie do you have any thoughts on that yeah i mean there was kind of a weird thing where i almost wish they had waited to reveal that there's going to be a black bachelor like around the time where the bachelor would normally be announced because right now it felt like oh okay well here's a black bachelor yeah and you're like okay yeah no like cool but like very weirdly opportunistic and it feels like i don't know if this is genuine until i see the progress being made like i will know how genuine you are when you when i see it in the casting like if you if you take matt james and you give him 
25 white women, I'll be like, okay, well, there you go. That was a one-time thing that you were just giving it because you felt societal pressure. Let's see who they cast for Claire. By the way, it seems like they can't get anybody, but like, let's see who they actually cast for Claire. Katie, do you, I listened to that podcast that you sent of Rachel Lindsay and Becca, which was very interesting. It was really interesting. Bachelor Happy Rachel's been doing a bunch of podcasts and they've all been fascinating. Um, but yeah, no, I think I agree with Anna that until we see who they're casting in the show, because yeah. I mean, it just needs to be way more diverse in general. Like for, like you said, for Claire's, for Matt's, for everybody, and behind yeah. the scenes too, they mentioned that it's very white. So you know, until they just make a change overall amongst the entire franchise, you know, that's what I want to see. And then I guess we'll know if they actually took it seriously or not. Yeah. Is is like the way the show works? Like when they're vetting somebody to be the Bachelor or Bachelorette. They obviously are taking into account their preferences for dating. So isn't there on some level, too, they should be like I'd imagine people are answering like, oh, I don't know how comfortable I am yeah. dating out of my race. I mean, and they're still like, yeah, that's someone we'll consider for the show versus someone who's that already like someone who's already more inclusive in how they would date. I mean, that's already landed show naturally to begin diversifying. Too, that's right? what Rachel Lindsay was saying in one of her. I mean, it's like you don't want to have see somebody's very first, you know, like like. Oh, okay. This is my first. This is a straight. You know, like just have somebody like this is how they just cast. There's so many people to pick from. Like cast somebody that truly. Yeah. My 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 feeling on that is why don't why isn't the contestant involved in the casting? Because like, I think even at just the superficial they are headshot level. They be are. like. Yes or no? They are. Aren't I don't they? think so no, because usually, so. usually a lot of people are cast before right. they even announce the person it's yeah. going to be because they are so constantly they casting. Yeah, and then they, you know, and then they. I think that person then just shifts their attention to like a Peter or something. But I think with Claire and Matt, these are going to be the first two that like people know who they are because they were announced a while ago, and now because of the pandemic, I think the casting system has you know it's it's. The time span is a lot more than usual. So, like, people can actually, you know, and also on top of that, they need to fucking vet these people. I don't want another Lee showing up with his racist tweets on Rachel's season. Like, how dare you book a racist or cast a racist on the only female black bachelorette's fucking season? They had a racist on the pool of old. And his tweets came out. And, like, they, and the franchise didn't. She had to speak out yeah. against him. Like the franchise oh. didn't yeah. apologize. They made and her like, call him out. Mike like, Fleiss, uh. Mike Fleiss, the guy who created this, is Heidi Fleiss's brother, um, and he's been like accused of like domestic battery and stuff. Like it's not a great guy. Got it. So welcome to the franchise. All right, here All we right. go. Yeah, welcome. Come here on in. Well, I've accepted the rose. So um, I'm, I'm I do feel like the the we'll see the proof. I feel like the the real proof will be in the pudding of like Claire's season of like all right if you're really saying you want to change the show and not like okay okay look you get a black bachelor like all right so start now you know what i mean start with the very next season is claire season so right. so let's see let's see also can i just say one more thing yeah, i yeah. watched that good morning america special where they introduced matt and i did not not notice that they parade okay he's a black man but his mom is white, and they paraded his mom out like, "See, he's a mama's boy." But and it's like, you think I don't like who you? Who do they usually? They never show you the parents unless they're trying to be like, "Don't worry, he's got a white mom." I was like, Mm-mm. "Are you serious?" They brought his mom out. They showed a ton of photos of her and them together, being like, "See, that's his mom." <laughs> don't worry, safe choice. Like it was so 
transparent. Wow. Like, I was like, okay, you guys aren't even hide. Like, when do you ever show anyone with their mom on their show or That's their dad? Crazy. Oh, my God. I would so I really expect, I this hope. Peter's mom, right? Yeah, but. <laughs> oh yeah, well, she was a bit of a character, you know. They um, really wanted I to. Will say, Give me a B! <laughs> I will say that Matt James is super handsome, and I can't wait to show Oh, yeah, he's him. actually, I was like, yeah. He's okay. so hot. I feel like he's our best bachelor we've ever gotten. I was like, yeah. I mean, truly. He is really attractive. I was like. the most mm-hmm. vanilla guy. Like, they're the blandest, like, the, yeah. like, the softest, safest, like, he's mama's very boys. Handsome. Like, Right. This guy is so handsome. I'm like, yes. Okay, here we go. The real, the proof though will also be when you're reading statistics about the breakdown of bachelor seasons, and it actually says something like, oh, and you know, thirty percent were people of color, and yeah. the, it was actually fifty percent women. That's when the proof, because I think a lot of these companies get too caught up in like, well, we'll make it right right now, right now, for now, and then we can backslide. That's what so, I think. Because to me, I think again, as long if they. If they do start to at least cast more of the cast, because they usually pull, like, then they'll have more people to pull from to go to paradise, to be the next lead, like, of all races. Like, all, like, like you know, there's so many different kinds of people to see than just pageant girls, you know? But like, they ever <laughs> mentioned, like, when there would be, like, a gay bachelor or bachelorette or anything they, like they that? They had their first love interest. They had their first, like... Proposal. That's a question for Juan Pablo, frankly. <laughs> they had their first. Oh God! They had two women fall in love in paradise, but two a, beautiful blonde, blonde women. They, two beautiful blonde women, and they had a proposal. It's the the yeah. Mickey only yeah. the blondes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think they were. Frankly, sure. there just needs to be more gingers. <laughs> <laughs> Anna and I, side note, are watching Bachelor us uh, no Bachelorette New Zealand right now, and there's yeah. the hottest ginger on there. It's insane. Like it's so <laughs> the hottest person is a ginger. Okay. And the new Bachelorette there is a hot ginger. Okay, here we go. Here we are, 2015. Um, it's Caitlin's season. We're back at Chris Harrison's house that does look like the lobby at the Ramada Inn with his novel, The Perfect Letter, displayed as the only book in his study with piles and piles of dying roses on his desk, posted by his son who hates him, that what's named, Her- named his name isn't Harrison. It's not Harrison. Jason? Jay? Josh. 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 Yes, his name is Harrison Harrison. <laughs> Harrison Harrison, who clearly is like original. You know that kid is just like getting high in their basement with their friends, yeah. hates his dad. I love his one word answer like, happy to be here, Harrison Harrison. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Great. Let's go. I didn't wear shoes tonight. <laughs> wasn't it? Wasn't it Katie that was who was texting me last night? Just being like, you know that this is like his son's like it's his dumb internship for the summer and he hates doing it. Like you could just tell. <laughs> he hates. Like he hates his dad. His posture was so defeated <laughs> too. When he's like, and I'm here with my one man crew, my son Josh, how you doing tonight? And he was just sort of like Dude. He wants to kill me. He wants to die. He's yeah, like, it was painful for somebody, me to watch this as a good somebody, teenager. Please look at the art in this room. He has so much money, but he buys that fucking painting. <laughs> yeah, you brought up that book. What is that book that was just so aggressively like, see, that's my name, and that's a book you can buy? So I looked it up. It's called well, The Perfect. That's his book. And you can buy it. <laughs> now, I looked it up. You can't buy it new. It's out of print. It's oh. Nicholas. What is it? Who's that writer? Nicholas Sparks. It's like it's like the letter. It's like it's it's like a, it's like oh a Ryan God. Gosling. Um, what's her name? Uh, the Canadian when they were. What's it? What, Ryan Gosling. The notebook. the notebook. It's like the notebook. 
And mm. uh, yeah, he wrote like a, it's like a romance. It's like a lady that goes, who like, has her heart broken, goes back to her hometown and finds love. No. And you can't buy it new. You can buy it used. And I like, I, I like that it's called a perfect letter. And he constantly throughout the episode is like, Using the power of suggestion to be like, we're going to tease these love letters. And then Nick later is just like, dude, they were emails. (laughs) Right. What are you talking about? Like I'm writing this with a quill by candlelight or something. This is a Google. I had to Google search these. (laughs) So then it's 2015, the beginning of the journey. And you see... This was why it was such a great season. And I said, for those, this was my first season I ever watched. And I didn't want to watch it. And I heard, like, oh, no, 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 you have to watch it. There's two bachelorettes. And I was like, fine, fine. What? That was a fun twist for the night. Like, it was very cruel, but amazing. Very cruel. Very cruel. But so you've got Britt, who is beautiful and gorgeous. But, like, to me. I mean, I would have gotten out of that limo and beelined for her. I think Caitlin is cute as a button. Once Caitlin laughed, that was it. That was it. Her spunky, like, I was like, oh, I get it. I'm in love with her now. Miles, who did you like? I liked Caitlin for sure, too. Britt had something not like, I don't know. She wasn't, she didn't feel unique to me. She felt, I was like, my first instinct was like, you look like Vanessa Manillo's younger sister that like couldn't get out of her older sister's shadow or something (laughs) was her vibe. And I was I don't know. I got very catty and I was like, I like Britt already. Caitlin, so. Caitlin, you like Caitlin. <laughs> or Caitlin, yeah. Yeah, I agree Caitlin, with you because Caitlin was like a real girl. She's a, she's a dancer. She's from Canada. I like her little nose piercing. Mm-hmm. Like, she's just so cute, and she was so likable, and so and her actually, personality is was oh set her apart. She truly I loved her tan. She was tr- like our most authentic bachelorette i feel like we ever had she was charming she was funny and like even you know she was even a good sport when the first guy who came out like made a beeline for brit and then she's standing there not being picked but was like you felt for her in the moment but she was gracious and they were nice to each other i thought the women yeah and her reaction when chris told her that she won was was so perfect it was she was excited and then immediately concerned for brit and i was like you're, you win. Watching yeah. her call her mom was so lovable. She was so charming. And, yeah. And, and she was concerned for Brit. It just made her so much – like she had a huge heart. Um, and and it was sweet watching. So even though they did the straight – first of all, an unnecessarily – the show should be two hours. An unnecessarily long show that then they edit out the ending, which was insane <laughs> Just cut out. I'm I'm okay, on the we'll opposite there. side. Oh God! Okay, so we'll get there. So we, they edit out the ending, but watching Sean, who was the guy that she ended up with, like get out and go talk to her, like it was fun. Sort of watching that first night, they did have good chemistry. He they cut out the part where he said that when she got cut from her season, that she was like, he was like, I'm coming for you, Caitlin. You know that he he really he super fan came there for Caitlin. Well, he said it when he walked up to her. He was like, I'm here for you. Yeah. Apparently, oh, right. he took a picture of this TV screen and he made a little like picture or something that said, I'm coming for you, like of when Ooh. she got cut. Like he just he, – his, he really liked her. That is a level of alpha confidence I just don't get. <laughs> like I'm – like watching someone on TV and then taking a picture of the TV and being like – here I come. I'm going to L.A. I'm going to meet you, and I'm going to make you my wife. All right, like, Travis wow. Yeah. Okay. We call those stalkers normally. Right. 
I came here for you, and I will achieve my goal to meet you. You will give me three children. So in that sequence when they did the rap thing, I remember the guy's, like, diss at him was, like, he called him a fan or something. Everyone was like, oh. And for me, not seeing anything, I was like, oh, that was not – that's a – that's a diss. I'm yeah, like, this he was really like a bad. stalker. He was like a super fan. He <laughs> oh, was like that, okay. a super fan. So, oh, so no wonder he was so. Okay, now it's see. These are the things that I was missing that I feel I was robbed of with the way they unfolded. This yeah, story. I have to say, to be fair to you, this was such a great season that I think it's not fun to watch something in a two-hour. There's a reason it's multiple episodes. You know, yeah. um, I don't. To me, I don't think it really works in this format. That's just me, but it is what it is. Um, watching it back, Anna and Katie. Watching that cocktail hour, it felt like Ben Z wanted Brit and was disappointed when it was Caitlyn. Did you notice that Ben Z seemed like he wanted Brit? I felt like a lot of the guys kind of liked Brit more. Um, I was a, I was a little surprised. Like they, and I swear to God, it looked like Ben uh, Higgins put a rose in Brit's box, even though he said it was going to be uh, Caitlyn. I was confused by yeah. that as well. But yeah. yeah, Ben Z, I think maybe he just liked both of them. You know, maybe he was just open yeah. to either. He seems easygoing. Yeah. yeah. So then they should, then they go. So she gets it, and she goes to much see like him. real life, by the way. <laughs> much like real life, you just have to adapt. You got to be flexible. We're sort of open to whatever. <laughs> you know what? What what are you gonna do? <laughs> who's who's in the bar tonight? It's Harrison. Uh-huh. It's Harrison. I'll Harrison. take it. <laughs> Harrison, Harrison, beat it. You're on. You're on my turf now. So Put she, some shoes on. She goes to see Amy Schumer. Was the son not wearing any shoes? Was he? No, he was. I, the da- Chris Harrison was barefoot under the desk. I don't know if you noticed. Was he really? Oh, really? Yeah, he was. <laughs> I didn't see. I was looking for the bare feet. Was he really? I texted no, you. I, I said he's not wearing joke. shoes. I thought it was looking, a joke. I thought it was a joke. <laughs> That's why I said he's like wearing basketball shorts too. I was like, I was just wearing Wait a minute. <laughs> he was actually not wearing. I couldn't find his. Totally bare- barefoot. <laughs> okay. So so then she goes and she sees Amy Schumer and they kept then Chris Harrison throughout Amy Schumer was so cute it was fun to see her and it was interesting seeing her five years ago like she was already super famous but five years less famous it was interesting to see her on The Bachelor Um, you know Nikki was also in that right remember yeah yeah they just didn't show the whole thing but she was there. But they kept sort of insinuating, and I felt like there was a lot of sort of vague. They're still kind of slut shaming her, where they'd be like, "Caitlyn's season wasn't all talk." You know, it's like they would do that before she went. Basically, like, don't forget, we listened to her while she got boned in a Hilton. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like, unlike the fantasy suite, she was mic'd, and we heard it. Like. I just – they couldn't stop kind of doing innuendos like it was not just fun and games. Things got physical. <laughs> it, was, it was uncomfortable. Was it because like there's just the nature of the show was just sort of so conservative? Like it was – like there was the sanctity of the fantasy suite? Like because I kept hearing them reiterate. It's like, and I mean – she just had sex like a human being with agency. I mean, rewatching it back, because again, I'd never, this was my first season. Rewatching it back, I'm like, yeah, she had <laughs> sex with him. Like, <laughs> and by the way, they act like it never happened. The season before was Juan Pablo and Claire, where we're pretty sure they fucked in the ocean. Like, Anna, didn't you huh. notice that? Like, they kept yeah. saying this was like never happened except for like six months ago in Thailand when, yeah. when Claire knocked on his door and they went and like at least minimum like got fingered in the waves. Like what? Like what? <laughs> it just felt it felt like they were just yeah. racing that that it all just happened. Yeah, but Isn't, I mean, it's, wasn't it's fingered in the waves a Christopher Cross song? 
That's yeah. what my parents' first dance was to. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> Fingered in the waist. It's like Islands in the Stream. <laughs> Fingered in, in the, the waist. waist. <laughs> that is what you mean to me. Fingered <laughs> in the waves. <laughs> I like our jubilee. Okay, anyway. Is that sand or your knuckles? <laughs> I accept your words, <laughs> oh, no. and we rely on each other. Ha ha! Getting fingered by another. Fingered <laughs> <laughs> waves. What? That might be Cut the title of this episode. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So then, so then, why I forgot about this storyline, which was such a great storyline. The loving, the weirdest bromance that had, between JJ and Clint in the house. Were they, that was the most bizarre thing I've ever seen. I loved it. I loved it so much. First of all, Clint was so handsome. He looked like Heath Ledger. Totally forgot about them. JJ was a former investment banker. I don't know what that means. I don't know what happened. He lived with this I think he was busted by the SEC. <laughs> or I remember he lived in his mom's basement, and I think he was a dad. Yeah. I think he had some kids. Oh, wow. Katie, what do you say? Yeah, he 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 had he was a dad who I think he was divorced, and he lived in his mom's basement. Yep. And he was a former investment banker. Yep. And then he <laughs> came on Paradise. Like, remember? Yeah. A lot of euphemistic occupations. Like I saw that other guy, Sean E, was an amateur sex coach. Like, what's his, like, I was like, what? There used okay. I remember um, Robbie was an aspiring social media participant. <laughs> yeah. Participant? Yeah, I was just social like, media participant. Oh, so are they just, are the editors being shady? The producers yeah. being shady? Yeah. Those? Okay, I love that. Thing. I think it's also like a way for them to kind of like insult like that you're a loser. Yeah, yeah. Right. They've had like chicken enthusiasts. They had, oh, um, okay. yeah, 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 so but, they, like yeah aspiring that. social media participants, <laughs> like, bro, you can do it, just post something, <laughs> I just hit that tweet button, I believe Yeah, but you can lose it all, man, you can lose it all. <laughs> that one, uh, I don't know what to hashtag it, man, I just don't know what to say. You got this, Jerry, I believe Doesn't you. that also kind of feel like that they were implying he was there for the wrong reasons? Yes. It's like, this guy just wants to get on Instagram and get a lot of followers, yes. so you know how that goes. <laughs> Like, you're completely uh, calling it out. Like, thirst <laughs> trap, loser guy with, like, high water pants and a falcon swoop hairdo. Just like. Okay, so JJ and Clint. Clint, I don't know what he does for a living, but he's sort of like a Heath Ledger stand-in. And JJ is a divorced dad living in his parents' basement. He's a former investment banker. And they just fell for each other and they were like hang out in their little shorty shorts in the hot tub and then i said um i love turtles and somebody said turtles are the best and uh and they were like like literally i'm a turtle guy turtles are awesome like that and 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 like villains got a vill, and basically oh, they, they got a villains got that they were just where they're sitting like nestled in the couch, <laughs> and they're like doing this like jujitsu hand lock situation. <laughs> like no 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 man, now I belong to you. You own me right now, right? You got me like locked in. You own me. It was just like they're gonna kiss right now. <laughs> so the the hot tub talk too. That body language reminded me as like a teenage boy like hitting on a girl where. 
like I think JJ was like leaning back at the edge of the hot tub and Clint's like standing in it kind of like playing with the water and like holding his own shoulder like and I don't know like that's so cool that you like turtles too I was like I was like almost like y'all y'all just don't have the vocabulary to express your love for each other properly like you're basically there but your toxic masculinity has only given you these tools of being like dude I'll jujitsu you but I will also feel the warmth of your hand sitting on the couch with your friend and being like, you belong to me now. I have you locked in. You're in my luck now. And now, like, I'm your captive. Like, can you imagine saying that to me? But Arden, I don't mind because I'm also a turtle guy. (laughs) Turtles are awesome. I could only hope that you would be doing it wearing your Rookie of the Year t-shirt and your keyboard tie in the water. Drink it in because this thing is getting retired tonight. You have to cut it into like a half, like a crop top and wear it to the beach. We're hanging it as like a banner up in the (laughs) rafters. I want it back. I want it back. No, you can't have it. It's going to be my itchy sleep shirt. Okay. Okay. But Clint and JJ were actually, you know, saying things people that love each other would. Like he was saying, dude, now you belong to me (laughs) or I belong to you. But rather than like a nice embrace yeah. it was like a aggressive <laughs> aggro hold it's like now bro look dude you got me dude you got me now oh my versus God. like oh i'm 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 in the palm of your hand dude it was fully i'm putty it was really one of my favorite storylines i wish we had more like that because it was it was also with these two sort of like odd alpha males that were dicks like they were such dicks to the other guys and you're like what is happening here? Like, it was, they were so mad at what they actually were that they had to be hateful, you know? It was- How bad were they to each other? Because again, I, I didn't see that dimension. I just saw the bromance, but it's when she was like, when 13 out of 15 people in the house are saying you guys suck? They were dicks. Up. They were, oh, they yeah. were only nice to each other and they were really elitist. Like, the only, they were lost in their own little, like, Clinton JJ world. Like, outside <laughs> of this bubble, like, everybody's a piece of shit, but you, JJ. And then I loved when Tanner Manned up and he was like dude how much like how much of a piece of shit is jj that he throws like his like the love of his life under a bus that was devastating and then just says you should apologize and like the the, and and like the look of tears in both of their eyes when they got cut and then also like the look of betrayal of like you just betray- like I was gonna. Marry but JJ you. sticks around, right, for like a while. Yeah, but he, oh, but after- he like completely fucked over his buddy. Which I've never seen anything like that. <laughs> where it was like they were such bros, and then he comes in and and she says, "I'm sorry that the you know this is kind of tainting the evening, yeah, but you know he's gonna go." And JJ just goes, "Yeah, you owe us an apology, bro." <laughs> I think he was And the guy the look on Clint's face like what are you doing dude and then I the tears if, it was unbelievable I wonder if it was JJ's attempt to assimilate like okay I've I've alienated everyone in the house oh, and right. everyone has seen that I've like fallen in love with a man which was like the surprise of like the like the surprise high point of that, this has been it, it falling was, in love with Clint but now everybody hates me I've fallen in love with yeah. Clint I've been a tool so now I'm going to betray Clint so I can like try to hang for three more it months. was biblical yeah like, there was literally, like, tears in their eyes. It, it was instant. It was like, he's out. I got to save myself. I hate you, bro. And I've never liked turtles. Get out. <laughs> what? 
It just breaks your heart too because I feel like they really there there may have been something there. Yeah. And then and you know because the way JJ afterwards and his stellar um, coping skills that he displays when he punches himself in the face oh, to avoid that's crying right. on camera. I, that's right. He hit himself. I was like, whoop. That's okay. right. That's right. He punched himself in the face. He fucking <laughs> socked himself. Tana is crying right now. Tana's literally like using tissues. I'm sorry. I forgot that he punched himself in the face. So terrible. I was like, it's so much easier for the two of you to look each other in the eye and say, I love you. <laughs> Then to go through all that. Then yeah. to go through all that. He had to punch himself in the face. It's like he's punching, like, you're not gay, man. Those feelings. It was just yeah. a weird thing. He had Get to, in there. He was like, like shadow play and witchcraft. He was like black magic. He was just, like, he had you in some kind of spell. Like, fucking, like, man up. Remember who you are. You're JJ. You're a foreman investor baker. You have, live with your mom. Your ex-wife's suing you for alimony. <laughs> you're in court to get child support in three weeks. Like, just make it to paradise. <laughs> Just make it to paradise. <laughs> Villains don't got a vill. They don't. Anna, Anna, tell us everything. What is in your heart right okay. now? Okay, the thing where afterward, where uh, Clint confronts JJ, JJ's trying to apologize is the saddest thing I've ever seen in my life. I can't believe you, man. We can't come back from this. And JJ's like, I don't know what I was. It was like so unbelievable that I was like, what is even going on like the turn of jj was like okay you are a bad like everything was like these are just bad people but mm. it was sad like i do hope they reconciled <laughs> afterward you no know they were, you no know there's they no coming back from that no i guess he was you right heard him. You heard yeah him. you know they must have been ashamed also like i'm sure they're so alpha that yeah to have that captured on film and have their bros back home at their bro bars be like you know they were like i was playing the game man like that was all a fucking act i i did that on purpose like there's no way that They've been like kind of outed, and then they got betrayed. <laughs> it was so outlandish. Things. It was so outlandish, though, that I thought, "Is this? Were they just cast? And do they write this stuff for them? Yeah, it feels like it, but I, I mean, don't think so. It, I've never wanted, seen anything like unless it. Unless they really wanted airtime, but that's a, that's a, that's a first of a way to go about it. Him punching himself in the face, though, does yeah. show you some of the psychology. <laughs> it's truly like I've never been around guys like this. And it's like I've heard tell of bros like this who are just oh. so aggressive and intense that they are yeah. mm-hmm. out here. And that's how they behave. Because it's like he got a glimpse of something he had never acknowledged or something clearly. And I think what was weird is that. Him punching himself, like you're saying, and it comes right after the most intense, like, <laughs> examination of their betrayal of friendship, um, where he's just gobsmacked. And it's almost like JJ is just, if he could, he would have got on his knees and probably would have been like, bro, dude, I'll do anything, put dude. Me, please, put me back bro. in the lock. I belong yeah. to you. Put me back dude. in the lock. I want to belong <laughs> to you. Please, I belong to you. And you know, villains are going to vill, but like <laughs> this time I villed a little too hard, man, and I need you to know that. He walked up at one point and said to Clint, look, I'm wearing my power socks. Yeah. <laughs> that. Oh. And then. Oh, my God. And then how. And then how. Clint, his whole tactic was to ignore Caitlyn all day after and like be like a real like a real piece of shit after they made out in the hot tub. And then, yeah, he completely threw his friend. I love Tanner saying 
JJ's an unloyal dick. <laughs> He's an unloyal dick who threw his best friend under the bus and he was weeping and punching himself in the face. I mean, before we go to commercial break, what? is there anything? Yes, Katie. Did they show this last night? I can't remember, but there was like a scene in like after the credits when this season was on where they showed them in a hot tub together and they were popping each other's back acne. Do you no! remember that? No, they didn't show that. Holy God! Because I remember just being like, "Wow, this is too close." By the way, we didn't have our podcast then, so this isn't something that we've ever broken down with other people. Because I, this was the first season I ever watched the show. I thought we had the podcast on this. no, not this, this one. This was, we started right after. Oh. We, we started on Ben Higgins. Oh I think. wow! So yeah, I like have this memory of like you know after the after the credits they always show like a funny scene and I swear there's like a memory of them in a hot tub together and they're like popping each other's pimples on their backs. Oh my god, this, that is foul. I have That's to say this conversation has made that three hour torture lesson night worth it so far. We'll be back after the break. Oh, Bone Zone. Time for the Bone Zone. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, A military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s. She looked like a million bucks. With zero qualifications. She had a Harvard plaque. 
tricks her way past a wall of lawyers and agents. She's got all of these Maseratis and Bentleys all in the driveway. Is it like a mansion? Yes, it's a mansion. That this queen of the con uses to scam some of the biggest names in professional sports out of untold fortunes. About six million. Approximately $11 million. Nearly $10 million was all gone employing whatever means necessary to bleed her victims dry. She would probably have sex with one of her clients. Hide your money in your old rich men, because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, so we're back, and Chris Harrison and Harrison Harrison, um, they're back in their horrible, uh, their horrible Ramada Inn lobby, and uh, they have on the most uh, exciting twofer of Hannah Ann and Madison. I mean, nobody boring. cares. I, and I love that Hannah Ann. I feel like Hannah Ann got a slightly new face. Was there like I some... did not recognize her. I literally was okay. like, wait. Hannah, because I've been in my head, I got confused. Like, wait, who's Hannah Ann? And then I like looked it up, and I was like, why does she look so different? Somebody tweeted us asking if she'd become a Kardashian. I don't know if it's like makeup, maybe a little, a little. Was that the one on the left? The or left, the, right? the one on the left. Uh, who said her DMs were open? Yes. yes. Okay. Here's, Again, I'm not. Yeah. I didn't know their names. I was just like, the one on the left is the DMs, and the one on the right, yeah. I couldn't remember. Too the much. one on the right, I just felt like, and it was a reminder of how fun the show was before it got super duper Christian. Like before, before they brought so much heavy. You know, there should be a separation of church and state, like Bachelor, you know, like just everybody do your thing. But this was so much more fun this season when that wasn't another character in the season. Don't you agree, Jerry? Having not seen really any previous seasons, I can't really speak to that specifically. All I can say is I was uninterested in hearing what they had to say. Uh, I was unimpressed with that particular season. Yeah. You know, I, I just was like, what? I don't care. I don't care. Oh, they're doing great and they're friends? Cool. I loved, so? I liked when she was, that when, when Chris Harrison was asking um, Madison if he had hard, if she had hard feelings towards Barb and she was answering like, no, I guess she's just being a mom. And Hannah Ann was literally like, <laughs> like, eye contact yeah. was she was like kind of laughing and like clearly someone was in the room like she had no poker face if you go back and watch she's she's like like and clearly they're not friends like it didn't feel like they were but that's that's why it was so boring is because it's like it just feels so coached yeah he's like there's zero chance that you had you had no hard feelings she's like look i cried then but i have no hard feelings now and it's just like Oh, oh. okay. Then, well, then hang up on them, Chris. <laughs> like, let's have this be two hours. I don't give a shit. It's like, if yeah. you just run out of programming, just do another Zoom show. I don't care. Show me some fun. Do a fundraiser on Zoom. We have Sorry. Instagram. We know yeah. they're alive. Like, who cares? Yeah. I just want to say, I want to remind everyone that Hannah Ann paid for a fake paparazzi shoot where she was playing with water guns by herself. I saw that. I saw uh, that. Just a quick reminder. Yes. She was like, and then the things like Hannah Ann soaks up the fun with her friends. And then people took behind the scenes and she was by herself shooting water guns to no one. Oh, my God. She's oh, shooting put, water guns perfectly dry. Put that in our chat so, yeah. that, so that Miles can see it. Yeah. She like, was, yeah. like just shooting a, like a water gun off camera. Like, yeah. Yep. 
And then yep. it's like they, they said it's like with her friends, and she was alone by herself shooting oh. water guns at no one in a bikini. Yes. What does this show do to people? <laughs> and she I paid, know. And she paid because the thing is on this show, and I don't know if this is how it is on Ninety Day Fiance. If you get far enough, you can just become an influencer for a few years. If you get in the machine of it, yeah. No, the people in 90 Day Fiance are so hopeless in terms of their media savvy right. that half the time, like, they're like, oh, I should make an Instagram, like, once they're on the show. Right, okay. And then they end up just getting in fights with viewers who are like, why are you dating that young kid or whatever? It's just all, it's, it's this, they're definitely not as savvy. This show, this season that you watched just today was a good season because it was before people could become influencers. Like, it was at the oh, beginning. Like, it wasn't, it, it was the beginning of... People really coming on for the wrong reasons, which I think is more and more prevalent now where you can just – you just get in the machine and then you can go to paradise. You can have a fab fit fun thing if you get enough fo- – I mean like you can kind of quit your job is for the, like a year. Is like the post-show economy as an influencer for a contestant, is that like – are there like basically like six brands sustaining these people or do have people just found ways into celebrity on their own? I think Anna, could you? I think you know more about that. I mean, there seems to be some of the. If you get really far and you're a really likable female, some of mm-hmm. them seem to start clothing lines. Um, Got it. Or they'll do like a like like Caitlyn has like a scrunchy hairline. Yeah. Or they'll, or they'll be do we correspondent for E. I think they get paid a lot for their podcast. They have a lot of listeners. Anna, what do you? Yep. Yeah, and then you know, like there's like the main. Um, I guess sponsors, which is like the sugar hair care or whatever it is, or like the diet tea. Oh, right. That, that or any sort of influencer garbage. Yeah. Or like know. any clothing line. I do want to say that Ca- uh, Captain Harrison, Chris Harrison, Captain is, Harrison. sorry, Captain I'm, I'm watching too much Below Deck. <laughs> Captain Harrison. Captain Harrison <laughs> from now on. <laughs> Harrison, Harrison. <laughs> Harrison, Harrison. Captain Harrison and Harrison, Harrison. Uh, he is. <laughs> Okay, so Captain. Okay, so, so Captain so Harrison Cap- is so cruel in his questioning at times when he's just like, admit it. You cried, Madison. You cried, Madison. Admit it. And she's like, yeah, okay. I It hurt my feelings. We all saw what happened. The he's Captain so cruel. Is a harsh Barbara Walter. Yeah. You can, screen, like, you can also screen share when you find your uh, the, the Hannah Ann Sunstone. Well, I found the actual photo shoot, but I'm trying to find the photos that people posted on Reddit okay, of the great. background. The, Anna just sent me the poster or the Wait, like, send, art, Daily Mail article, but so the, the regular photos that were meant to paint the reality already just look like bullshit. Um, like, there's no, they're not yeah, even believable. She's totally dry. Anna, what yeah. are you sending? Yeah. She's not yeah. wet at all. Can you send them to me. Yeah, I'm sending them okay. right now. Okay, so then, um, so then we, okay, I'm gonna okay pause this for one second, Katie, because I just want to look at him. I want to look at those pictures. It says, like, with pals, but, like, not a single shot of any other person. Oh, my God. And, she, and there's nobody – there's no part of her that's wet. She's in a bikini. It's it's also May 27th, so at the height of, like, quarantine pandemic. She's risking getting COVID to, to have a super soaker splash out and not – I mean, it's This is so the fakest shit I've ever seen. It's that's well. That was that's how she was responding to George Floyd's murder. Uh, <laughs> yeah, she was oh, like, "Oh God!" Two days after. Was it really two days after? Yeah, yeah. I mean, like that's like in the you're releasing that in the build up to like a flashpoint Whoa. in America. It's wow. Like, oh, maybe these will work right now. <laughs> I mean, it's hard to read the room. Some people. Wow, think. I can't believe she like. 
hey, maybe don't release those that week. Maybe I know you paid for them, but maybe maybe you wait till like uh, late August or something. Maybe maybe you don't need to. That is. Did her did her dad own a car dealership? That's what her vibe is to me. Oh, that's probably. Interesting. She's she from was, Knoxville, she Tennessee. She's a pageant girl, but that does got it. She does feel like she could be on Friday Night Lights and she could be Lila Garrity, <laughs> like the you know daughter of Buddy Garrity. She's right, so right. Lila Garrity. Oh my Lila God! I never. Yeah, she is like one hundred percent. So here we are. We're meeting Sean Booth. He is uh, these the. The, the the main contender so far and it was love at first sight and she felt that she was like this is the closest I've ever had to love at first sight he did I always I I know Lori does not like Sean I think she found him she found him to be an aggro hothead but I kind of felt for Sean where he was all in until like his nemesis showed up and fucked his love interest <laughs> like I kind of saw his point for being a little annoyed um, but um, they were cute like I thought they were kind of cute together he she was really attracted to him um, she loved his voice she loved his smell um, and he was like I'm so thankful I was here I was in a bad car accident I was airborne I got flipped six times I'm so happy this feels so right I'm falling in love with you I mean that's before Nick has arrived I at the time thought they were very cute Katie Anna did you like him at that point Sean yeah I remember thinking he was okay he was I think also I thought in the same vein of like uh, Clint, a little of like the broiness. I mean, looking back, he she actually had some pretty good guys, and like he didn't really have a ton of personality. Yeah, he, I, would say. I, I remember liking him, but thinking, yeah, he was just like a bro. Like I remember they would show every time they would show like his room and his like setup, it was just literally all protein powder. Like he had a fuck oh. ton of protein powder, and I right, remember okay. thinking, oh, okay, that makes sense about this guy. But like, Jer- yeah, I don't know. Jerry, what did you think of – what were you thinking of John? I mean, I, my first impression was like – I was like, oh, okay, I get it. He kind of looks like Ryan Gosling, but like jacked. Okay. <laughs> I get that. I understand the the scene where they were golfing and then he, he she made him run naked and she was laughing and that her laugh is so adorable. I was like – So cute. Okay, yeah. They've got good like playful chemistry. cute. Yeah, it was fine. Like, yeah, he's just a bro. Like yeah. he's just a bro, but I, I, I at at this point, I'm not really expecting much from these dudes. Yeah. My opinion did shift later. Okay, so um, I thought she, Miles. What did you think of Sean? I did find her so adorable on that golf date and her little like plaid pants and like she's yeah, so cute. Stealing his clothes when he's nude is a nice touch, yeah. uh, like anyone does. Uh, <laughs> I think you know. He was, yeah, he was kind of unremarkable. There are moments when I thought other, like that Ben Z guy who they showed, like seemed, had like a quality about him that seemed more interesting or memorable than just Sean, who just seemed like insert generic stock image of, you know, a guy who could be a Ryan Gosling impersonator at an old folks home. Yes. So, yeah, but he, you know, he's, he's very aesthetically pleasing, but yeah, not much to personality wise that I thought was like oh yet she has she's so interesting I know this guy is not that memorable that's that's the real thing miles that I was feeling while watching it I was like man this girl is awesome so she's got the best personality and she's totally gorgeous and it's like so uh yeah she is- but it's she, yeah. I, she was my number one bachelorette, and I think I think until the end, Rachel Lindsay was a close runner-up of my number two bachelorette. Like 
Katie, would you agree? Yes. Actually, I think Rachel's my number one, and then and then Caitlin was my number two. Because Rachel was just, like, truly the smartest bachelorette we've ever had. She was a fucking lawyer. Like, she yeah. was genuinely, like, very smart. But, like, and also very fun. Um, but Caitlin was fun, and I like that she kind of was just, like, unapologetically herself for the most part. Yeah. And I thought that was, you know, something I- we don't see anymore. I feel like I would know Caitlyn. Like, I feel like I would know Caitlyn and root for Caitlyn and like, like, I felt like, like she could be, like, I, she kind of, I mean, it's not, they're completely different people, but she kind of reminds me of like Debbie Ryan a little bit. You know what I mean? Of like, does this fun young gal that's just like very cool and like so pretty, but also like super fun and can hang and like just, just a cutie pie. I thought she's adorable. Um, so then they go to New York and they the guys do the worst rap ever and um, there's like a rap battle that was brutal to watch. <laughs> and then um, afterwards, Ashley I is there with Nick and I have never seen – and I remember this. Caitlin's chemical reaction to seeing Nick and she's like – behind like she's like behind a wall and the camera's catching her and she's already started to fall for Sean but literally her whole body is quaking and I remember she had like a ring on her index she's like oh my god it's Nick like I've never seen like a physical like embodiment of somebody's like panties doing like like backflips like sexual there's like ah like we're gonna fuck like it was I mean, it's like, like literally watching somebody going into rapid fire heat. Like it was truly a chemical jangling of a chemicals. I've never seen such an authentic, horny moment that was explosive. It was, and it, I just always thought that was hilarious. Miles, what did you think of that moment? Yeah, that was probably the second most impressive moment in terms of like witnessing a dynamic sexual interaction since probably Clinton JJ in the hot <laughs> for me personally. But that was it was it was fine to see. I just didn't know it's prior to this, I didn't know who I I knew the name Nick Vial and I only like the last time I heard I think is when we were at the podcast awards and Anna pointed out that he had a seat in the audience. She's like, oh my God, Nick Fial is going to be, of course this guy's going to be here. And I'm like, I don't know who the fuck, what does that yeah. mean? Who is this I person? didn't know who he was when he showed up. I'd never heard yeah. of him because I didn't watch his season. I didn't know who right. he was. So yeah, I, I, um, it was, I, I sort of lost my train of thought there, but, but yeah, watching, I guess, yeah. Seeing them sit down after that whole like vibration interaction, <laughs> he must have been like so horny too, and been like, "I got this, dude. I'm fucking in." Yeah. Her fucking her fingernails blew off when she saw me. She was so horny. I mean, this is <laughs> and they dude, and I'm they back. did like they literally did. <laughs> right. And I will say, like, I've met Nick, and I feel like he's a super handsome guy, and like, like I get it. I have to say, on screen this time, I'm like. This guy? Like, who's this guy? <laughs> like, this guy in the cowl neck sweater? Like, what? Like, this? Like, I didn't know who he was. So, like, I like, I, right. I could, I was like, like, I was just, she has so many handsome guys. I was just fascinated. I was like, this is the guy that she's like, <laughs> I'll have what she's having. I mean, like, fully. Jerry, what did you think of her reaction? Well, it, it makes sense in this because he he stands out because he's not like these jacked up bros. More he's he's more alt and he's more smooth. And th- this is it, it. I felt for the other guys. Like at first, I was kind of like, hey, go get over it, guys. Like this is a competition. Like let him on and and he's fine. But then it, 
when they talk about how they had the conversation via in DMs and they were flirting on the DMs, I was like, oh, right. She already knows who he is because she's already watched his season yeah. or the season he was on. Yeah. He's a celebrity. Right. That is disqualifying, in my opinion, right. because that's not fair. Like, that is these guys are just ordinary dudes. Right. And now you're going to pull a celebrity in her mind. That's right. Into the thing. It's like he might as well be Tom Cruise. Of course, she's going to her fingernails are going to fly off. Fingered in the waves is playing in the background in her mind. Fingered it's like waves. fingered in the waves. That is what you do to me. And so it, that's why I was like, that's it does feel a little. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Sorry. And speaking of, I, th- this might not be the right time for it, but I just got texted from my Bachelor watching crew. UTA signs Bachelor alum Nick Vial, oh. host of The Vial Files. Okay. You guys. To be represented in all areas. Nick, Nick does something. He's made it. Women. He just does yeah. something. Like on Andy season two, he was like, he was the villain. He was. And he was like smarmy. And he, why was he's he a player. player. Why was he the Because villain? he was like. He was just very confident, and I think the other guys were very threatened by it, and he kind of was just like, yo, man, this is me. And, like, he would just, I mean, he would kind of, like, push people's also, buttons a bit. I also feel like he's a girl's guy. Like, he yes, look at him on with girls. Look at him on Paradise. He hung out with all the women. There's he's something not he a guy's guy. He's, like, not a, he's not a bro. No, like. Because he seems no. safe. But he's also in personal jacked up. He's a tall guy. Yeah. I bet he's packing heat in the pants. Oh no, he's like, he's got, he's a got big, big dick yeah. energy. He's got the confidence <laughs> of a huge dick, and Absolutely. you know, accepted wisdom. <laughs> but it felt like I was like, oh, I also felt like watching him with Caitlyn after everything we've seen because he was on so many seasons. I felt like this whole. Like, his whole exchange with her, and we'll get to the proposal later, but I felt like that was the last time we saw, like, a lot of innocence and sparkle. And then even when he was The Bachelor, like, I felt like that went away. Oh, twice. I I mean, twice he got fucking shut down like that. I mean, of course. It felt like he really loved Caitlyn. Yeah. Like, they were cute together. I thought... I mean, is this getting ahead? But I thought she was going to choose him 100% when I watched it live. I was like, it is him. There's no way it's Sean. Like, it is Nick. They are, like, supposed to be together. I was rooting for Sean, but now this time I was rooting for Nick. I remember. Even though I knew it didn't work out. I want to say to. Go ahead. Yes. Yes, Miles. Nick just reminded me of, like, me in high school where, like, I would use my smooth talk to just kind of tell a girl whatever they needed to hear to, like, you know, go out with me, kiss me, whatever. Just be like, you know, like, I just totally feel like right now, like, I've never connected with someone like this. And there's no way I could let this opportunity get away from me. Like, I would just regret it for, like, that whole vibe. Like, that's Nick's vibe. And I'm like... I it's like that it was like, that was high school for you. That's amazing. Yeah, that was like that's that's like me now. <laughs> I actually feel like it's too bad we can't clone both of you and send your because I actually feel like both of you in different ways would get really far in the bachelor world. And I'm sorry, I know Jerry doesn't want Claire, but I feel like and I know that Miles is not single, but I would love to just clone you guys because I actually feel like you would thrive. Oh, watching it now, I'm like, that's the, like, Nick's crushing it with this, like, his, like, Diet Machiavellian, like, (laughs) 
strategy. Yeah. I'm like, oh, no, bro. I'll have these people knife fighting by the third episode. <laughs> yes. Okay. So. Knife uh, fighting. Oh, my God. So, that, by the way, also to what you were saying, Jerry, I don't, I, I have thought about the fact that. I don't remember who says – I don't remember who said this to us. But one of the contestants said to us that like who's done the podcast that when you go on, you've probably watched the season before. So you're now interacting with a celebrity when you come on. Like you've been watching them. So like they're a celebrity. Like like so there's the weirdness of like not only are they a hot girl or a hot guy or whatever, but like you have to – it's also like the starstruck quality – that's that's like, like that's never addressed that that they're that they're, that they're, that person is famous. They had already connected on their like social media celebrity tip yeah. and clearly had flirted. And he said FaceTimed, which means there was some nude stuff happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like photos. they already had the sexual chemistry going. Yeah, for sure. Like it was really, truly unfair to the other guys. Truly. So, um. So then they – she's like, well, we struck up a friendship on social media um, and so they're in week four and and then she says to him, are you going to stay? And he's like, well, that's really kind of up to you. And the guys are pissed. And then they are like – there's like a wall of like bros that are like, so what are you just here for your 16th minute of fame? Tanner was pretty – I was surprised at how aggressive Tanner was, Anna, weren't you? Yeah, because they're like best friends now. Are you serious? Yeah, that's he always talks about how he's so close to Tanner and uh, Jade. They're like best friends now. I love that they're best friends now. Um, Sean was pissed. Sean goes, "This guy is full of shit." He goes, "I'm just gonna call him the other guy. I'm not even gonna say his name anymore." Um, and then Nick is like, "What? I'm here. Deal with it." Um, uh, now, Jerry, what? Now you said earlier that you had thoughts on Sean's reaction. Do you want to talk about it after they bone or now? I'm Sean. It was. It was. It, yeah. My my opinion on Sean changed after she told him. Okay. So that, I'll come back. The, that conversation I'll, is I'll, where I went. Okay. Whoa. Okay. okay. I'll come back to you on that. So then we're in Mexico and Nick is singing in a mariachi hat, the most brutal song. Just cringy. We have such Just a cringe. Good connection. You give me a huge erection. The classic songs, not as good as "Fingered in the Fingered in the yeah. Waves," but his uh, singing was devastating. That was how offensive that shit. Yeah, was. Oh, I was like, there, "That's the." I mean, there's so much. There's yeah, so I know, much. I know, man. That's the nature of so many of these shows. Too, you're like, "Wow!" Yeah, that, that whole thing was awful. <laughs> it was awful to watch. I feel like we saw stuff on Juan Pablo season, which was even before that. You're like, "Wait, what are they doing?" Like. <laughs> Wait, 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 whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, you can't really do that. What are you doing? Yeah. Um, so I forgot about Anna and Katie. Do you remember Josh who was pissed? Who was like, I think he was like, he, I think he's like a welder. He was the blonde guy who he let her give him a haircut. And then it turned into like the bad mohawk. Like I forgot about that guy. I forgot about him too. There were yeah. a bunch of guys that once I saw, I was like, oh my God, that guy. Yeah, Josh was kind of cute. I was yeah. like, and what's crazy is that poor Bryn who didn't make, or Brit who didn't get picked. Literally, Caitlin's now like a celebrity and had, Brit's just like, good luck out there. Like that Caitlin, Caitlin is just by not getting picked to be the bachelorette. It was like, what a difference their yeah. roads have been, their paths. Anyway, okay. Where's Brit now? Yeah, where is Brit now? Is she, oh, has she come? I think she's pregnant. Is she? Did you look it up? Yeah, my buddy looked her up because I was like, she's gorgeous. Who's that? Where is she now? She's pregnant. Um, pregnant. 
So then, um, oh, so then Ian, Ian was turned into such a dick. I remember he went to Harvard and he confronted her and he was like, I am a catch. I didn't come here for a vacation from life. I came here for a wife and I questioned your integrity. And I see you as a fake level surface person. I don't think you're here to find a per- husband. You're surface level. And and she's like, that's offensive. Um, and she actually stood up for herself. He just kind of like – he just kind of like rubbed it in and then he wouldn't stop and he was kind of belittling. I believe he went to Harvard because I think he talked about it a lot. And uh, – F- yeah, no one goes to Harvard and doesn't oh tell you God, they that all- they went. I've, this is that's, <laughs> it's physically impossible. This is how like it's, I re- yeah. this is how it starts. Like shaking, trying to not tell. They you. go like <laughs> this. They go, well, I went to school in Massachusetts. No, or even particularly Cambridge. Princeton. They go, I went to in Princeton. People go, I went to school in New Jersey, and I know exactly what that means. So I like to go, oh, did you go to Rutgers? And they're like, no, oh, Princeton, Princeton, Princeton. <laughs> like, Princeton, Princeton. Yeah, like the hey, you go to Rutgers. Yeah, I went to school, <laughs> I went to school in Cambridge. Oh, did you go oh. to uh, Cambridge Community Tech? Harvard, 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 Harvard. I forgot about Ian. What a dick. Don't be a dick to my sweet Caitlin. He was calling her dumb. Yeah. He was also doing that like transparently insecure guy thing of rejecting the person before they can be rejected. Yeah. And Bingo. He used the like rationale of like, well, I'm actually, I'm such a man of substance that I shouldn't even subject myself to. Clearly I'm not going to be picked and my feelings are hurt, <laughs> but I'm going to try and, you know, recover my superior uh, place here and say, well, you're superficial and toodaloo, I must go. And like, he really like rubbed her face in it. Like he really yeah, dragged it, was... it out. Anna, did you remember Ian? Uh, I didn't remember this, but seeing it back really bummed me out. It's like when you're going on the bachelorette, what do you, yeah, she's going to want to make out with a bunch of dudes. This is a unique opportunity yeah. to, like, do you. And then you're sitting here being like, I don't know if you see, uh, I, I'm actually quite a catch. But, uh, I went to Harvard. I went to Harvard, <laughs> Harvard. but mm, clearly I'm incredibly, incredibly deep. And it's like, what? You have not shown us anything that you're deep. You're an asshole. That's all we know about you. So they- yeah, you're no fun. Yeah. That, that's, the, that's the whole thing. He goes, uh, I'm going to go lay it out for her. And it's like, immediately bad idea, dude. Yeah. Don't lay it out. Like, this is her show. Just let her show your personality. If you don't have one, then beat it. And, it's and he's she's just like, fun. like, it's exact, like, more than anything, her gift is she's fun. She's fun. Yeah. And he's like, I see you having fun as surface level, f- flippant. I'm here looking for a wife. And it's like immediately you know what his definition of wife is. Like you're going to be in the home. You're going to be cooking stuff for me. And this this is not going to be fun at all. We're going to read books (laughs) to each other silently. That's it. We will have sex on top of copies of The Economist. (laughs) Dude, Miles, he won't even call it sex. It'll be coitus. (laughs) Tonight is coitus night. Yeah. It's Coitus Tuesday. Um, I always know it's Coitus night because she puts cheese on the broccoli. I put my, oh my best guitar tie on. I put my key- keyboard tie on. I iron my guitar tie. <laughs> and it's Coitus night. And we put on we put on fingers in the waves. And we I put on my Christopher Cross vinyl fingered in the waves. <laughs> And and we coitus on each other. <laughs> and I give her undercarriage a firm handshake. <laughs> How do you do? How do you do? It's nice to meet you. My name's Ian. I went to Harvard. 
I give her the veritas or the Latin uh, slogan of Harvard. Of course, you would know that. Oh, my God. This is my nightmare to be surrounded by guys like this. Like As a woman who is a fun person over the years, I, like, as a younger gal who was, like, as fun, I'm fun. Like, there's many things I'm not. I am not an extreme sports person. I am not going to scale the side of a rock. I am fun. I've had dumb guys say shit to me like, you know what your problem is? It's basically my problem. My problem was that I didn't want to fuck them. It's usually it's like, you yeah. know what your problem is? You just go around like, oh, la, 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 la. it's like it was always <laughs> they, they think like somehow by them telling you what your problem is. It's like the, the ultimate problem is that you actually have standards and it's like it's always like these drag guys that need to sit you down and tell you what's wrong with you. It's like, mm. Right. And this was, in their mind, then you fuck them Yeah, after? you're like, let me think. Yeah. I will like, stop oh. That's what he thought was going to happen. Yeah. Like, right. oh, she'll just see the error of her ways and be like, you know what? You're right. I need to settle down and you're the guy. <laughs> so then we have, they're in Dublin and Nick, She's she takes him on a one-on-one. She's so excited to fuck him. Like, you could see her before. I'm like, I'm going to take Nick. And he literally walks up doing a jig and they go get clatter rings together and he's in his cowl necked sweater which I actually like because it's cute and it feels like something like a real guy would wear but people on The Bachelor don't generally like I just he just didn't feel like a Bachelor contestant and then but he did a lot of like pushing her up against a wall and kissing her the clat if you want to do when you send when we clone you guys when you we clone Miles and Jerry and you send your clones in did you do well with a wall against a wall kiss? That is always a hit in the Bachelor Nation. Oh, yeah. Um, okay. Before we get to the wall kiss and sexy times at the church, we got to take a moment so, because I got to – my panties are doing backflips. Ooh, I don't know about you, but uh, things are getting so hot in here. I think I got to take a pee break. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex and then he's very vulnerable so you can kill him easily to die for is available now listen for free on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts danielle moody here host of the woke af daily podcast we've been with iheart's outspoken network for a year and what a year it has been Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. 
As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s... She looked like a million bucks. ...with zero qualifications... She had a Harvard plaque. ...tricks her way past a wall of lawyers and agents. She's got all of these Maseratis and Bentleys all in the driveway. Is it like a mansion? Yes, it's a mansion. ...that this queen of the con uses to scam some of the biggest names in professional sports out of untold fortunes about six million approximately 11 million dollars nearly 10 million dollars was all gone employing whatever means necessary to bleed her victims dry she would probably have sex with one of her clients hide your money in your old rich men because <laughs> she is on the prowl listen to queen of the con season five the athlete whisperer on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts Okay, so she goes, Nick makes me feel like a woman, like a desired woman. I mean, she goes, you want to go back to my hotel room and hang out for a bit? He goes, yeah. <laughs> and then they go back. And we, like, Katie texted me, like, we're literally hearing her, like, We like, 100% <laughs> heard her get yeah. fingered. Like, <laughs> it was really awkward. <laughs> <laughs> do you think that we are the most do you think we've said fingered more than any podcast yes. in 2020 yes, 100. I love that you guys think he was using his well, finger no, no, no. in the beginning right when they get in you could like kind of hear clothes coming off and then you heard her just going oh, and it was like she he yeah. was getting down there that's exactly and what then, was happening yeah but the, maybe not with his I finger he was fingering her first he, he <laughs> I think I, I, up first Nick, Nick, did you think? Did you think? I think he dove no, right no, into the cunnilingus. I think he dove right into the deep end. He could have okay. been doing that because Nick knows what's up. He's having the confidence to know what, <laughs> okay. you know, that he has to take care of her. Arden, yeah, Arden okay. you should call him. Yeah, there we go. And there we go. I, I, I mean, what do you think, Anna? What if we call, because he's been on this show before. What if we call him? We're like, all right, be real. I Finger? Or did you go straight to <laughs> cunnilingus? Did you start with fingering her? And then, can you imagine? It's so inappropriate. Don't hey, even Nick, say hello. Remember me? We met a couple times. I'm that adult lady that uh, I came in, and, and I'm like the adult super fan lady who's like a character actress and much shorter than all the women you know. You know, like that lady. Listen, did you finger Caitlin? <laughs> did you finger her? <laughs> just for my own knowledge, I just, We're just I curious. thought when I heard the Foley artist, I thought it was a finger, but my friend who was an iCarly... <laughs> <laughs> Did you say Uncle Steve? 
Fuck you. That was my name. What was it? I don't know. Uncle Steve. Crazy I'm out of here. Crazy Steve. Oh, that, it wasn't even that. It wasn't even what that. Was it? No, I don't no, want to say now. We'll look it up. We can look it up. Can you- we can look it up. <laughs> I thought you would bring up iCarly in the middle of it. And you know my friend from iCarly? She's just like, what are you talking about? You know, my friend Crazy Steve. Crazy Steve from Uncle Steve. Crazy Steve was from Uncle Drake Steve. and Josh. It's Captain Harrison, Harrison Harrison, and Uncle Steve. Uncle Steve thinks you went down on her phone. We talk about it all the time. <laughs> God guilty. damn it! He wears his guilty cherry t-shirt. When we just talk about like what went down in Ireland in 2015. I need to be drinking during this. <laughs> yeah, you should. Other people drink. Okay. All right. So then they go. The chemistry Ooh. is there. Whatever happens, happens. And then and then they did a cut to a water fountain just jizzing outside the hotel room, right outside. Um, and then she's um, and then Chris Harrison goes, "This changed many lives forever." Like it's Captain Harrison I'm to sorry, you. The, ca- the captain. The captain said this. Respect the rank. This changed many lives forever. I need to know what was your name on iCarly. Spencer. But weren't you? What was your name on Drake and Josh? Crazy Steve. Oh! <laughs> Let me get it right. Get it Crazy right. Steve from Drake and Josh. And That's Uncle right. Steve Spencer. That's correct. Uncle Steve Spencer for hire on iCarly. Uncle Steve. Uncle Steve and Crazy Steve. And then we worked. <laughs> well, we worked I'm writing a pilot right now called Uncle Steve. <laughs> and, and Captain Harrison. Okay. Uncle Steve and Captain okay. Harrison. All right, all right. Everybody just, I, just because it's quarantine doesn't mean people have this kind of fucking time to listen to us because nobody's. Move it! Guys, move it! Worry, I'm going to move it along. Blah, blah, blah. So they went home, they bombed, blah, blah, blah. So she's guilty. She feels bad. She knew from her instinct. She felt like she went too far with Nick. And then she feels like she needs to go tell. And then she, and then he goes, he goes and tells the guy, we went back to her place. We uh, we had whiskey. They, we talked to get really personal. Um, got personal. And then, um, and then we cut to, and we don't even need to get into this, Chris Harrison talking to Claire and Diana Pablo Stagliaglo, which is the <laughs> best name for a character ever. Anna is just fell off of her chair. Anna, who is that? Who is that? You can't just say the name Diana Pablo Stagliaglo and act like we know who you're talking That's a specific, incredible name for a character. That is a Harry Potter <laughs> spell, I'm pretty sure. And I felt like he was calling her Diana Pablo He was also calling her Yana. Like, there was like 18 names that he called her. He was like Tana, Diana Tana Pablo Stagliaglo. Um, and like, that was so weird. And I was like, what was the screen time? And Claire had so much Botox and her boobs were like there. It was like so exciting and bizarre. Anyway, we're back. So Kayla, anything on the, anything on Deanna Pablo Stagliaglo and Claire and the Botox and boobies? <laughs> Papa Stagliano. I don't know. I did not What's, watch her. Claire is the next Bachelorette. Yeah. Claire's the next mm-hmm. Bachelorette. Yep. Well, maybe. Not, maybe. I'm She's not 39. Blind. She's the oldest Bachelorette. And she, she hasn't been on the show since, like, 2014, really. And people are like, who? And they're having a hard yeah, time getting guys to apply to be on and, her And we don't even know when they'd be able to film because they're, like, saying, oh, we'll start filming in July. But, like, coronavirus and numbers Jer- are spiking, so I don't believe that. Yeah. And Jerry can't 
stand her. We and Jerry's not into her as a character. I'm not. I'm just not. I don't. It's not that I'm. I don't like her. Or I hate her or something like that. She's just not my type. I mean, those right. boobies are fantastic. Her boobies are, but and they looked real. They were like, wow. They looked just magnificent. She had really good. But boobies. I don't. She still even did the thing that I don't I like, where she kind of like covers up what she really wants to say. Yes. And that's the thing that's so refreshing about Caitlyn is how authentic Caitlin's she was and how she you handled Ian like, huh? We want another Caitlyn. We want another Caitlyn. We want someone authentic like that. And somebody even gave Caitlin. her, yes. She just was like, I'm just really excited. You know, and it's just like, ah, don't do that. Don't be like a pageant. Like, say what you think. Like, we want to see you thinking. So then Caitlyn goes to talk to Sean to tell him. She goes, uh, are you nervous right now? She goes, look, I don't want you to find out later. I was on a date with Nick. It went too far. We had sex. And his face had so much rage. And he goes, do you regret it? Why are you telling me this right now? And he goes, why don't I take a minute to regroup, go to the bathroom? And then um, and then, and he says to himself in the bathroom, I'm so tense right now. I can't even piss. It was almost like the gay gay of punching himself, but in the dick. He, he said that? I didn't, I missed that. He was punching himself in the dick and the bathroom like Jake. <laughs> <laughs> so then, oh, um, so then she, he comes out, she goes, look, this is the deal. This is the show. You have to trust me. I don't think you trust me. This is the process. Um, and, uh. That's what happened at the rose ceremony. Nick is going to the fantasy suite, and then Nick and Sean start talking after that rose ceremony. And um, and then real quick, real quick, can I say yes. about her telling Sean yes. about that moment? I lo- the way she handled it. I was so impressed with her as a human being. Yeah. She didn't sugarcoat anything. She didn't say we were intimate, which they always do, and I cannot stand. She said. We had sex. Yes, you did, girl. Yes, you did. And it was awesome and you loved it. And maybe there's some regrets. Who cares? But she owned it. And then he had this moment where he could have just been like, you know what? I don't own you. And I understand that, that you have to do what you have to do to figure out who you love. Am I bummed? Yes. You know, but I'll, I'll get through it. And instead, he didn't. He becomes this meathead, hothead, you know, just, you know, pun- I got to punch my dick. Give me a second. I got to punch my dick. And then he, and then like the, the moment between him and Nick where it's like, he wouldn't even let Nick talk. Like, just get out of my face. Get out of my thing. I'm going to roid rage all over the room here. Like, get, get wrecked, pal. Like, you don't own these women. Miles, what did you think of his reaction? No, absolutely. It was just, you know. I think, again, this is why Jerry and I should be on The Bachelorette because that's what we would say and bring the fucking house down because just being – like it's weird. These guys have these attitudes really where they're just like, fucking give me my fucking meat. We're fucking fighting over it. Yeah. And his – like when he was getting in like Nick's face, that's when I was like, dude, really? Like the – like, yo, bro, you're just going to have to like, you know, probably vacate my line of sight, bro, before things turn ugly. It's so – Transparent and dumb and meatheaded and just like what? What are we doing? Anna, what do you think? Yeah, that was. I was like, are you? Uh, just, uh, I'm gonna have to go get myself together. Uh, it's like, dude, for three minutes. Just so be like, right now I gotta punch my dick. <laughs> you can't be pissed. You piece of shit, and everybody knows it. He's probably like, I don't know why I'm so hard from this. Info. <laughs> I, uh, turtles are awesome. Um, <laughs> I I kind of have to say 
I can feel for this guy because until Nick showed up, he had an entire season where it was – so he wasn't around. And it was like they were falling in love. And – she was all in and he was a super fan and it was working and she said it was love at first sight and like it was like and the producers are cruel like it was they were falling in love with each other and the producers are mean and they brought in the guy she most wants DTF and she brings him in and and I can see how it would because there was really no other major threat for him in the house and I could see how it would be confusing to then just be like so this guy shows like it just I I I felt for him a little bit, Jerry. I, you're right, but if we are going to look at this like quote real life, like this is people meet people all the time, and if she's on TV and she's a celebrity, guess what, Sean? She's going to meet other celebrities, and if you're not married or engaged, she's allowed to go do whatever she wants. And it's like, it's up to you to be the best version of yourself so that she doesn't go sleep with other dudes, so that she continues to love you. So it's like, just because you're cast on this show, that's not real life. Like, real life is people coming in and out of your lives. And it's like, she met Nick beforehand. So Nick was going to be in her life one way or the other. Um, Really quick, and I'm a bad hostess. My page is stuck together, and just we can do this very quickly, and we'll. Good come. lord, what were you doing during the I show? I was so excited watching JJ punch himself in the face and talk about turtles. <laughs> um, that I just want to say, I missed one page of a few little quickies that I just want to say, and we can just keep it here. Um, we missed, um, we missed the guys doing the sex ed class, and and so Ben Higgins. Here's one thing you need to know, Ben Higgins. Um, who we have a talk with later, Ben Higgins was so religious that he has scripture tattoos when he was The Bachelor on his ribs. To learn that this guy was a sex ed minor in college was so confusing to me. Like, like, that this guy was a – I was just mind-boggled. I did think that was a fun – like a fun group date, but uh, just – Anna, Katie, were you blown away that Ben Higgins was a sex ed minor? Yeah. Just because I wasn't surprised. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead first. No, I was say I wasn't surprised how good he was at talking because I know he wanted to be like a Republican politician for a hot minute. Yeah, I think he ran for Republican Senate in Colorado. But wasn't he like kind of? Didn't we find out that he was like a little prude or like unexperienced when yeah. he was the bachelor? Like, didn't oh, we find out from yeah. someone that like he did missionary with everybody except for like JoJo, who was like the, the sixty-nine, and he had like oh, yeah. never done that before. We heard that one person did not sleep with him. One person was missionary and one person was 69. Lauren was missionary. And that we heard that he was so excited to 69 that he told everybody how (laughs) into it. He was so psyched. Yeah, he had like never done it before. And he's like, oh my God, have you guys heard of this thing? And he told everybody. Okay. You know what? If he's super religious, I bet he was minoring in sex ed because that was like easy access to like sexually explicit material. And then he could like absolve himself of any guilt. Right. Of like viewing pornography. There we go. So if he's 
looking at close-up shots or learning what a vagina is and hearing people talk about the breasts and all this right. other stuff. And he's like got this cover of like, you know, I want to inform my uh, congregation, you know, my youth group about how to finger and fuck right. and also like jerk off during a college class right. where everyone thinks you're just minoring in this. So then we have also the quickie of – because these were all really good guys. We have the quickie – but they had good chemistry and he dipped her off. Like he got really far. He was a sweetie pie. We liked Ben Higgins. Then there was Ben Z. She called him a babe soda. And we found out in this terrible story that his mom – he loves cooking, cooking so good and food so food so important. His mom cooked all of his meals and then his mom fell down the stairs and died of cancer. It was It was such – a it was. I forgot that. Yeah, it's like one. She fell down the stairs, broke her back, and then she died of cancer. I was like, "What?" I, they must. She must have had bone cancer and not known. I it. forgot about that too. And he's so sweet. Like when he did the he's podcast, yeah. and when we met him in San Francisco, he was oh like, my God. W- and he was so normal and cool, and oh he has God. like his yeah. own business. And now, I mean, now he's a fiance, and he's very happy because I follow him on he's Instagram. He's so still. handsome. He came to my comedy show up north. He came. In, yeah, he's so sweet. He's so handsome. He's he's such a gentleman. He, um, he, he, I'm happy for him. He seems like he's really happy. Um, and then we have Jared, who actually got really far and was so cute. And he, he and Ka- Caitlin kissed the Blarney Stone, and he read her the poem. And she just, they were so cute together. And but I have to say, Ashley, I and Jared, like Chris Harris, Captain Harrison, asking them about like how much they were getting at it was so strange in the quarantine. Was that odd to you? Yeah. Yeah. Well, how are you doing it with your parents in the next room? <laughs> That's so weird. She was a virgin. She was like the she was the virgin on this show, but like so everyone was so happy for her that she got her and it wasn't necessarily for like she wanted Jared and like he wasn't interested and then she she finally got, you know, like she got her guy. So it, wasn't it like super awkward when they were asking him about his time with Caitlyn yeah. and he kept like looking at her like, like terrified. Where he wasn't sure what to say or just like as if it wasn't documented on TV. Already. Yeah, she, right. Thing was all always, you know, feel a it connection. Was so with awkward. Her. And she's so cool. Like she she does our podcast yeah. a bunch and she's so lovely. It was, she seemed so fine. Where like it was, where she was almost like, "Why are you? Yeah. Being, why are you all weird now about this? Do you love yeah. She's so pretty in person. Uh, yeah. God, I mean, we love her. She's a fan. And yeah, it was awkward. That was weird. When she showed up with no makeup, like oh very casual, I was like, "Yeah, I'm just not wearing any makeup. I hope you guys don't mind." I was like, "I'm sorry." Um, okay, like, you are. I'm like, I'm I'm like, like, you are. And everybody stunning. knows it. <laughs> yeah, don't like, look at me, I'm a monster. <laughs> I was like. Okay, you're absolutely gorgeous. Where's my Rookie of the Year Gildeen t-shirt? <laughs> okay, so, then, so here we are. We're back at Nick and Sean. Nick's like, bro, bro. Sean's getting all bro And I like that Nick's like, what are you going to fight? Like, Nick doesn't give two yeah. shits, which is also infuriating if you're Sean, like if you want to fight. Um, well, he would do that thing if Sean punched him. He'd be like, whoa, dude, whoa, whoa. Whoa, yeah. No. Did I? No. <laughs> but also be like tough to him, though, too. Like, what are you doing? Threaten me? Were you going to punch me? And like when you get punched, you're like, okay, well. Uh. Yeah. Did I miss? Did I miss the part where somebody gave her a portrait of Chris Harrison drawn on a triceratop? Yeah, was we did. That was night one. I mean, that was the greatest we did gloss over piece that. of art. I have ever seen. I would frame that and put that in my house. It was so good. If he really did draw it, I would pay you to draw another one. 
Chris? Wait, he was wearing a captain's hat in that. Was he the captain on a triceratop? Was he? Wasn't he wearing a captain's hat? Oh, shit. <laughs> Anna. I can see Anna furiously Googling. <laughs> that image was incredible, and I would pay any amount of money for that. I will yeah, Venmo that, you. It was impressive. It was. Like, that pencil, like, just as a pencil illustration, yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah. okay. And such a great, such a oh, great. Oh, he's not wearing a captain's hat on it. Uh, Damn it. I could commission it with him in a captain's hat and the triceratop in a captain hat. Yeah. With their oh, that would have been with so their amazing. out and waves behind them. Right. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah, Triceratops has a monocle. Okay, so good. Okay, so then um, we're getting towards the end, and so it was – they literally just cut to Nick's proposal. We see nothing of the fantasy suites. We don't see anything of Ben Higgins saying that he feels unlovable. We don't see any – like, we don't see Jared. We don't see Cupcake. It doesn't work watching them in one Wait, night. that guy made it? Far, the guy who drove up in a cupcake. Yeah, he got cut. In, he got the cupcake guy got cut in Ireland. Yes, Katie. Oh yeah, they they didn't show cupcake getting cut, but they did a two on one date in Ireland, and they go to this like amazing cliff, and then she goes, "Okay, I'm choosing whoever the other." Okay, guy wait, was. pause for a second, just so you know, Miles, what a two on one is. It'd be like if you and Jerry, if Anna was the bachelorette, she was taking you both out. Two on one is bad because only w- one person's actually going home immediately and they get left on the oh. date. And oh, then the other it. person okay. gets to go have like whisked away in like yeah. a boat or what? some exciting thing. They get whisked up to have the night of their lives and you're left <laughs> yeah. abandoned at yeah. the gay part of the date. And you have oh, to yeah. go I always remember those shots where it's yeah. like a helicopter That's shot. It's like, okay. I'm in a so fucking Kate, field. Yeah. So, right. so, <laughs> so they left them on the side of this cliff. And they just took <laughs> off in a helicopter and, and just weeping. left Cupcake. And he's weeping. crying. And he a dentist. He was insane. He was a dentist. He'd, he'd done like an Aladdin thing on yeah. there and he was weeping on the side of the cliff. And they left him like my, by, by helicopter. I side. feel so robbed of that because when he first – when they showed him at the very beginning of yeah. the episode with like the carnival of interesting people along with the amateur sex coach, my first note was Chris Cupcake. Predator? Yes. Yes. And his name is Cupcake and he's a dentist. Yeah, and he drove up in the cupcake. I was like, this guy is too whimsical to be on the up and up. Agreed. That's why, again, I don't think it's – I don't think they're – these are not meant to be bite-sized. The fun is the insanity of these people. So here we go. So then we get the most brutal breakup ever. And then they let Nick do the full proposal before they stop him. And I know Jerry has a problem with this. I can't tell you how in love with you I am. I don't want to let you go. I am yours forever if you'll have me. And I really believed him. This was, I feel like, the last – this is when the light gets extinguished. I don't know what his proposal like for Andy, but I really felt like he loved Caitlin. And he was about to propose and she says, I'm sorry. My heart's with somebody else. He goes, okay. And he goes, if you were in love with me, you would be having a different conversation because she's saying it's not like I'm not in love with you. And then she goes, I don't want you to doubt it. I don't want you to doubt it. And he goes, you took this from me. And then she says it was real in the moment. What I felt for you was real in the moment. He goes, yeah, well, mine wasn't just in the moment. And then he goes, you don't want to be with me. You don't love me. And then in the limo, he tosses his gigantic Neil Lane ring. And then he tosses his clatter ring. And he goes, I just feel sick. I'm like the world's biggest joke. And then we see him in his apartment with his essential oils over his shoulder. Much He has an essential oil line, just like Chris Harrison has his novel line and he's in front of a Paris painting with like there's no way that's his painting with like cherry blossom <laughs> trees behind him <laughs> and um uh. 
And that, and then he, I've heard him tell these stories of finding these emails, like now uh, numerous times. I've heard him, he's told this to me. They're love letters. Love letters. Love letters. Love letters. Guys, and then they never showed Sean's proposal. It was like, and then let's get cut to Caitlin now, as if it never happened. All right, I'm going to go around the circle. Katie, what did you think of this? Of the show overall? Yeah, just like of them like only showing oh, Nick's proposal, yeah. cutting out, cutting out Sean. Yeah, that was so weird how they didn't show Sean. And I didn't I honestly didn't realize it at first until someone texted me, did they not show Sean's proposal? And I was like, right. oh shit, they didn't. Honestly, like the Nick stuff was so much more exciting that I get it. But the fucking the love letter thing was really dumb because they didn't they didn't even read them. Like they read them. didn't read, read them. them. It was just like read they had them. so many dumb teases in this that yeah. none of it actually was true. But I mean, you know, it was a it, her season was fun, so it was interesting to relive it. But uh. Jerry, what did you think of the proposal? Not seeing Sean, etc. I was okay with not seeing the proposal. All of my friends that I watched with were really pissed about that, and I was like, "Why? We it's who cares? We know it didn't work out. We know he won. We know it didn't work out. The more interesting this is a highlight reel, and the more interesting moment is Nick Hart Nick's heart being ripped in half okay. in front of. The American public. What did you think, Miles? Same. You know, I'm just, I was there for the highlights. So, <laughs> and like, it, when I saw that, like, in the beginning, she was blonde and with some other person, I'm like, oh, okay. So it doesn't look yeah. like her story didn't end there. I was just like, and then it seemed like everyone was talking like this. The whole point of this season was she fucked before Fantasy Suite. And yeah. the thing that, like, and then Nick gets his heart ripped out. So I think they basically just, Wanted yeah. to highlight that part since that seems to be the thing that everyone talked about. Anna, what did you think? I also did not recognize no, her when they so went to her. I was like, who is this? Wait, that's the same I girl. I didn't I like the 2015. I like, like, you're so cute. You don't need to do yeah. anything. Yeah. You're so cute. She's been she... Instagramified. Yeah. Yeah. The glow up. Um, and then we see that she's now, we love her boyfriend now. He was on a different season. They all date within the world. So she's with Jason's a great guy. They he, they pretend she's going to get proposed to, but her reaction getting asked to be on Dancing with the Stars was so cute. But if you recall, she wanted to do yeah, Dancing with the Stars Nick, and Mike Fleiss told her she couldn't. She was, he wouldn't let her. He wouldn't yeah. let her. I do. But then they let Nick Vial do it the next year or whatever. Yeah, I don't remember that. Why up. did he say she couldn't do it? They were like, yeah. oh, it's not appropriate for you to be like jumping from like, you know, show to that show on ABC. all the time on ABC. That's bullshit. I know. And she, when when Nick came to do it, she came out and said it was sexist that of is. them to not let her do it. Yeah. It was fucked up. So now this is them being like, here you go, Kaylin. Yeah, exactly. You it's can like, do it it's now. Like, it's I like, know. fuck it's like, out You got here. a black bachelor. Sorry we were sexist. <laughs> Kaylin, you can be on it. We're cool yeah. now. Please do us. Okay. <laughs> I wasn't sure what I was so confused at her enthusiasm because like she, things slowly made sense right when when we started this recording you were like we love her because she's so wholesome I'm like oh okay that kind of makes sense because she was so moved at this offer to be on Dancing with the Stars I'm like or is it are people so desperate to continue their she fought, media tour she was a dancer it was her dream she wanted to be do it and they Got they it. wouldn't let her do it and then. And then they let the guys do it, and she called them sexist. And so yes, now, now, now she can do it. Now, 40 seasons in, we have a black batch. I mean, it's fully like, all right. Yeah, that's much different when I just saw her as someone who was so, like, 
so needed to be on another TV show, and she was responding to that because I was like, I don't know what I'm even observing of these people. <laughs> it so was a I'm giant like, re- oh my god! I'm like, now I'm like gonna watch and then cry with her. Yeah. You guys can leave us reviews on iTunes. We really appreciate when you leave reviews. We got a few really great ones this week. Five stars, some Hirsch swims. I really enjoyed this podcast. Thanks for the last. It feels like sitting down with some friends to talk over the hilarity that is The Bachelor. Well, thank you, Hirsch swims, and we're so glad that you enjoy it. We got five stars. Bring back Juan Pablo by Lil Watermelon. Well, I'm hopefully, I think you realize, hopefully you realize that we did. I started listening to this podcast with Peter season. I loved it so much that I've gone back and listened to Hannah and Colton's as well. That's so sweet. It's been such a great part of my quarantine experience. When you decided to recap Juan Pablo's season, it was such a fun thing to look forward to every week. My boyfriend and I, and I'm guessing a lot of your fans, blew through the Juan Pablo season to be able to laugh along with you and Jerry and Lori and the crew every week. Please bring back the Juan Pablo recaps. I worry, but by the time you air them, I will barely remember the episodes. I'm assuming many of your fans feel the same way in any case. Thanks for all the laughs when we really need them. Well, um, I know that was really... ABC keeps throwing us for a loop with listen to your heart and all of these things but thankfully we are back on track and you guys are getting all the Juan Pablo so hopefully you're you're feeling good and we appreciate that you feel passionately about it thank you for watching along and thank you for listening Here's an email that we just got at rosepodcast at gmail.com. We love hearing from you guys. The title of the subject line is Fire Crotch. So I know they're on the right podcast. Um, it's from Thrifty Green. My dear Arden, how you be? I heard you say in a recent pod that you were feeling lonely. At the risk of sounding forward, this must be especially stuck without JJ. I'm sorry. If it helps, I'm a wicked salty New England mom. Can I adopt you? We might be the same age, but there's no wrong way to make a family. I mean, how sweet is that offer, Katie? Is that not like I – yeah, you, you know what? That's very sweet. Heck, yes, you can. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. To refresh your memory, I'm Thrifty Green. Abby Green was planning to finally launch my blog this week, but I seriously effed up my finger. You once said I get you, and, and then I was the happiest I've been in a long time. Please consider me to join the next fan guest pod. We're going to do that with these um, – with the uh, – we – you know, we we want to do have the fans come do it. So we're going to do one for these, like the greatest of all times. We're going to have people come on. Why, you ask? I'm a short blonde and I have a corgi body. For real. I'm a feminist lawyer and a political organizer. I'm dying to talk to you and the others about the Black Lives Matter effects on the Batch franchise and greater popular culture. I've already written a blog explaining Batch's cultural significance. Yeah, I even quote feminists and shit. Invite me on the pod so we can finally meet up and both have a new BFF. <laughs> if that doesn't convince you, I'll go for the pity vote. Having shame is over. I sliced my finger open with a knife this week. My four-year-old was bitten by a dog. He's fine. A garden hose burst in my face. And the big kahuna, I accidentally wiped my vagina with a Clorox wipe. Oh. Not kidding. Vag on fuego. I share this because your worm dancing related vag story will forever be burned in my brain. It shows dedication. It shows heart. It shows artists still got it. Okay. And finally, I have a fun action ideas to help Black Lives Matter. I've been doing my best from the D.C. suburbs, but with your help, we could do something innovative, effective, and fun. Let me know if you're down. Tana, I totes have not forgotten about you. So many thoughts. I need to catch up with your pod before I say anything silly. I love ethnically ambiguous. Y'all have taught a white girl from New Hampshire more than you know. Love to you all. Now for Abby Green. How great is Abby Green? Yes, we want to hear your thoughts on what we can do. Yes, you're definitely in the running to come co-host the pod. I 
I mean, everything about you feels like you're nailing it. Katie, what do you think of that? I definitely think so. I mean, she's so funny. And that's awful about the Clorox wipe. Oh, Dude, my I, God. I feel like I've maybe, I mean, I guess I would really, I guess you, I would, think you would know. know. You would know for yeah. sure. All right, here's another email we got from Debbie Piercy. The uh, subject line is Sean Lowe Info. Hi, Arden. I was catching up on your podcast today and listened to your reviews of Sean's season. Do you know that he and Catherine did an episode of Celebrity Wife Swap with Jason Mesnick and Molly? If you get a chance, you need to watch it. I remember seeing it and thinking, oh, my God, he's such an asshole. And I felt so sorry for Catherine. Apparently, he got tons of backlash for the way he was portrayed on the show because he acted like such a dick. Watch it if you get a chance. Love your podcast. I didn't not know that no. katie did you know i did that? not know that but i want to see it now now i need to know now we might need to watch that when all of these are done just out of curiosity that he's like such a tool that's, That's interesting. Funny. That's funny. Um, okay you guys thanks for the emails and if you want to email us again rosepodcast at gmail.com and you want if you want to participate in Tweet of the Week, you can tweet to us at Artemarine, A-R-D-E-N-M-Y-R-I-N, or at Anna Hosnie, A-N-N-A-H-O-S-S-N-I-E-H, and then do hashtag W-A-Y-A-T-R. Will you guys help me pick up the Tweet of the Week? Yes. Here's how it works. I read a bunch, we narrow it down to two, and then we all vote. I have to say, Jizzy Lizzy Raps is really on fire during the pandemic. Can I just say my compliments to Liz Tunkel? Here is one from her. Ben Higgins, the penis enters the vagina, and then Jesus carries the sperm to the egg. (laughs) (laughs) This is awesome from Jizzy Lizzy Raps. Jared looks like the asshole Wall Street bad guy in every 80s movie. Yeah, he's got Um, that look. Um, let's see. Okay, this is also from Jizzly Laser Raps. Chris Harrison. So, Ashley, Jared, how's the fucking going? (laughs) (laughs) That. Yeah. (laughs) This is also from her. Inside source reports that Ben Higgins' sex ed minor at Christian College consisted exclusively of blank textbooks. (laughs) 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 This is from Erica at Erica. Do we think Clint and JJ quarantine together? Place your bets. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> this is from Ed Jizzy Lizzy Raps. I've waited my whole life to hear someone say, I'm a turtle guy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, my God. This is from Chaz at Thorium Dragon. Big twist. Dancing with the Stars is rocked in episode four when Nick Vial comes back as a contestant. <laughs> That's brilliant. <laughs> That's brilliant. Uh, this is from Jizzy Lizzy Raps. JJ's title is former investment banker. Why do unemployed female contestants get titles like Taco Girl? <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Um, okay. Um, uh, here's another one from Jizzy Lizzy Raps. Nick Vial on Zoom backgrounds. Chris Harrison, I see your book and I raise you my line of essential oils. <laughs> um, all right. I'm going to narrow it down to these two. Chaz at Thorium Dragon. Big twist. Dancing with the Stars is rocked in episode four when Nick Vial comes back as a contestant. And um, the Jizzy Lizzy Raps, Chris Harrison. So, Ashley and Jared, how's the fucking going? How's the fucking going? Or Dancing with the Stars. I will, I will go early, so I'm not the... Uh, I'm going to go with... Well, I'll let Jerry go first. I'm going back at... Miles. 
Fucking. Anna. I think I'd have to go fucking. Katie. I'll go. I mean, I actually kind of like the Dancing with the Stars one a little more. <laughs> I'm going to go that one. All right. Okay. <laughs> I, You know what? I'll go Dancing with the Stars just because I, I thought it was smart and funny. But the winner is Liz Tunkle. Two weeks in a row at Jizzy Lizzy Rap, she's given Seth Vatt, who's, who is nowhere to be found, a run for his money. Um uh, Chris Harrison, so Ashley and Jared, how's the fucking going? Don't forget that if you guys are like, we want more. On Fridays on the main feed, our Juan Pablo season is going uh, going up, uh, which has been very fun with Jerry and Lori. And then on our Patreon, we are now doing Real Housewives of New York and Bachelorette New Zealand, which has two bachelorettes, and it's a blast. All of them have been really fun, so you can check that out. Miles, where can people find you? What would you like to promote? Oh, just come on uh, Twitter, Instagram, at Miles of Gray, G-R-A-Y. And then on my other daily podcast, uh, The Daily Zeitgeist. Great. And shit. Actually, yeah. And if honestly, I should be, t- I should be preaching the gospel for 20 Day Fiance because if you like reality TV uh, and there's a chance you might also be watching 90 Day Fiance, check out my podcast for 20 Day Fiance. Uh, myself and Sophia Alexandra just, you know, get baked and then talk trash. We're, you know, two children of immigrants and we just like, we, we love the show. It speaks directly to us. That's so great. I love that. Jerry Trainer. where can people find you? At Jerry Trainer on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at Arda Marine, A-R-D-E-N-M-Y-R-A-N at, on Instagram. Anna. I'm just at Anna Hosney on Twitter. Oh, and pre-order my book, Little Miss Little Compton. Uh, send in Send, we're going to be doing giveaways. I have all sorts of fun giveaways coming up. Um, so if you send in the receipt to rosepodcast at gmail.com, we're going to be doing giveaways. And I had puzzles made that are insane of me and my cat mittens that are meet the author's photos <laughs> that are insane. Katie. Uh, I'm at KT <laughs> underscore money on Twitter and Instagram. Um, all right, you guys, stay safe. Be kind to one another. Don't forget to go on Batch Diversity and sign the petition. And we will be back next week. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Oh, yeah. Gonna get all up in you tonight. It feels so good. I just got one little question for you, girl. Will you accept this rose? Oh, will you accept this rose into your world? This Rose is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project, or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. 
And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. That's right. 